you are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. It is Franchise Tag Day. Some interesting names that were tagged, some interesting t- some interesting names that were not tagged. We're going to get to that in the second segment. But first, Dak Prescott just got paid a lot of money. And it came out earlier. Um, you know, Bo, I, I obviously we're thinking through the – Arizona Cardinals lens and Dak Prescott played hardball Jerry Jones folded which was super surprising that this is only a four-year deal they have an out after three years um it just makes you think what are they going to do with Kyler Murray what's the number going to be it's 120 plus guaranteed money 95 in the first three years is he worth it it doesn't really matter he's a middle of the road, if not higher, quarterback. A lot quarterback, a lot of quarterbacks worse than him that started last year for NFL franchises. So they found their guy. Uh, looks like now there's a shelf life for the Dallas Cowboys. Three years. That's gonna be the shelf life. Amari, Zeke, Dak, CD. It, we're gonna find out really quickly if the Cowboys are uh, anything to mess with in the NFC East. Now, wh- what were your first thoughts when you thought of the Dak Prescott signing? And then what was your next thought about Kyler Murray and what it means for him? Yeah, the franchise, as far as the Dallas Cowboys, couldn't have misplayed this any worse. I mean, they were pretty much, they had zero leverage. And Dak Prescott, he was either, they tag him for a second straight year, which they have. They're going to have to tag him just to get the deal done, but they have until July. And and you would assume with the numbers that we've already seen, it's just they'll get it done within the next week or so. But as far as Dak just absolutely owned the Dallas Cowboys. I'm surprised with not within this deal did he not get stake in the ownership because they had to pretty much promise him everything. And you've already seen reports coming out of Baltimore League MVP Lamar Jackson, the general manager Eric DaCosta, you know Lamar's drafted in 2018, they're already talking like how does this impact Lamar Jackson's deal? Well, Jackson's probably going to get a deal before Kyler doesn't affect him at all because they plan on not misplaying this as poorly as Dallas did. I mean, Dallas, they franchise tagged them, and then they were staring down franchise tagging them again. If they tagged them a third year, do you know how much Dak Prescott would have made? $54 million. That's a lot. It's insane. It's just a ludicrous amount of money. Um, I mean, we've seen this play out twice, and the, as far as Washington is concerned, you know, the, the difference between Kirk Cousin and Dak Prescott and Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and, and Kyler Murray is the last three, the latter, they – uh they're first rounders. You're going to have five years potentially to find out who they are. Dak Prescott is a unique case. And Kirk cousin was a unique case as well to where they had pretty pedestrian starts to their career. Like Dak played for a great team. They went what 13 and three. It's probably arguably one of the best offensive lines we've seen. He had a killer. He's always had a killer run game. Uh, But I think it's safe to say Dak can, he can do everything you need from a quarterback. They couldn't let him leave, and he knew that. Uh, I think that Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to have the advantage of they've shown him respect so far. They drafted him number one. They built around him. And then they'll also have the advantage of just days and days and days of negotiations and also a resume 
to kind of play off of. And, you know, if Kyler Murray, look, if Kyler Murray turns out to be the quarterback everybody thinks he is, he's going to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be an interesting dance because you're going to see players not want to sign contracts prematurely so they could potentially get that money later on. Like, if Kyler, you're looking at, at the end of next season, do you extend them then? Do you just rip it up, say, you know what, we're going to do it now. We're going to do the Carson Wentz approach. We're going to give three years on the back end and save some money. Charles Robinson, uh, somebody quote tweeted something Charles Robinson said on Twitter today, and it said there are, are smart minds around the NFL are saying the salary cap could go up to $250 million in five years. Like, yeah. this is insanity that it could go up 25 to 30% of what it is now which is a huge chunk of change when it's around $200 million. So It's funny money. Yeah, no, it is. It's and it's it's going to turn into NBA money. And and it's yeah. everybody's going to be able to get paid where they want. Like, it, it's going to change the landscape of everything. It's going to change the landscape of everything. Now, with Kyler Murray, if he's your guy, just pay him. Like, this isn't like a – this isn't going to be a, oh, let's, let's nickel and dime here. Dak Prescott is a rare case, as you mentioned. Like, he, they just fell into Dak Prescott. It was supposed to be Tony Romo. You know, who knows if Tony Romo got injured, if he would still be playing today or, you know, maybe up until last year. Like, Dak, this this wasn't supposed to happen the way it happened. Kirk Cousins wasn't supposed to happen. That was supposed to be RG3's team, even though they drafted him in the fourth round the same year they drafted RG3, which didn't make any sense at the time, even though their franchise quarterback came out of the fourth round that year. Kyler Murray's going to be the guy, by all accounts, he's not getting traded for, De- for Deshaun Watson. Like, let's let's remove that from the conversation Kyler Murray could get three hundred million dollars from the Cardinals. Pardon? I, I removed that a long time ago. I understand, but <laughs> but I mean, it's it's still if people are talking about it, it's got to be discussed. It just got to be discussed, put to bed, uh, put in hypotheticals, and then move on. Three hundred million dollars, whatever. Who cares? If he's your quarterback, you got to pay him. And what? It's what, not your money, right? You know, it's yeah, not your money. Like don't be don't be scared off. You know, as far as the cap's concerned, I mean, look what's what's going on in Kansas City. I mean, look what's going on right now. I mean, you can make things work. And you can structure deals. Just don't put the Arizona Cardinals. Just don't put themselves in the position position that Dallas was in, where they have zero leverage. Keep it where things are amicable, and you can have good negotiations. And the biggest key is really not like the simple thing would be paying Kyler Murray. It's it's beyond that now. What like what we're seeing up in Seattle and what we're seeing in Houston is even when you pay quarterbacks, just like you mentioned the NBA, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go on and have this happy marriage. Right. You got to keep them happy. Well, I mean, and look at what they've done in Seattle. Like for the offensive, well, the offensive skill position pieces, the Cardinals would kill for that. Oh yeah. I mean, they could have had. It. I mean, even the running back by committee, the run scheme there with Pete Carroll, it's one of the tops in the league. I mean, it's it's the revolving door of injured running backs. Back to you know uh, J D McKissick and uh, 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 Michelle, whatever his name was, and Chris Carson, uh, Christine Michelle, and Carson. And everybody, it's just who who doesn't matter. You're going to produce Carlos Hyde. You're going to produce, and you have two of the better wide receivers on the outside. Like you need to put the pieces around Kyler Murray. They're on. They're on their way. I think that if they focus on the offensive line and the defense, the rest will fall into place. Because you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have Kyler Murray. Wide receivers going to want to have Kyler Murray throwing the ball. The t- the difficult part is bringing in a defense and bringing in an offensive line. You're going to most likely have to do it through the draft, which will benefit the Cardinals. 
if they have to pay Kyler a lot of money, which they most likely will. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. This is just the beginning. I mean, we have a couple hours left from when we're recording this podcast to the actual franchise tag deadline. Chances are they're not going to use the franchise tag. I mean, I think at this point it would be a, I mean, obviously a poor move to franchise tag Hassan Reddick, right? I mean, you bring in J.J. Watt. He's six years older than Hassan Reddick, but I mean, obviously the impact over the course of his career uh, pales in comparison to what J.J. Watt's done. That's a ton of money that you're paying to your pass rush. I mean, you're paying $21 million to Chandler Jones. You're going to pay as far as towards the cap this year for J.J. Watt. It's like four and a half, but still. And if you give a guy in Hassan Reddick close to $14 million, you're paying $40 million to your pass rush. Right. That's just too much. Yeah. You just can't do it. Uh, If you're doing it as a placeholder, uh, then sure. If you're doing the same thing that we just mentioned with Dak, you know, where you're going to structure a multi-year extension and it's something more cap friendly in 2021, then yeah, sure do it. But I just, I don't think that as far as Hassan Reddick's concerned in his camp, that probably is not a smart business move. Go to the open market, see what you can command. And worst case scenario, you come back to the Arizona Cardinals and say, hey, let's let's work out a deal. Yeah, I mean, we just needed to get that on the record before the deadline happens, uh, just in case anything silly happens. A lot of guys got franchise tagged. A lot of guys didn't. And it's an interesting mix of both. The Cardinals are smack dab in the middle of decision season for themselves. We'll talk about why next Locked on Cardinals. But first, betonline.ag is a place we trust. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. Football's over, but listen, March Madness is, what, 12 days away? Like, uh, I, I, I'm so okay. excited. I, I'm so, I, like, I'm stoked. I saw a random um, mock top 64 put out on Twitter somewhere. I'm like, oh, Sienna. Sienna's playing Iowa in the first round. This feels right. You can go to betonline.ag. First deposit, you get a 50% welcome bonus. Use the promo code Locked On. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Like, just go to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On. You get a 50% welcome bonus. That's it. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So, franchise tag deadline day is today. Okay? Um, interesting names have been tagged interesting names haven't been tagged the names that have been tagged interior defensive lineman from the new york giants leonard williams tackle taylor uh moton from the uh panthers cam robinson for the jaguars which was kind of a surprise and chris godwin we thought as you know it is he was gonna get tagged and he did with tampa bay mm-hmm. couple names that didn't that uh were teetering on brandon that line Scherf oh brandon, brandon Scherf, Scherf. right 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 yeah. and he wasn't going anywhere anyways um yeah. second straight year he got tagged yeah so, names that didn't. Joe Thune, interesting. He's going to command a lot of money. We're going to get back to him in a second. Hunter Henry, it just came down. He is not going to be franchise tag. He's going to be expensive. He may get equal to or more than what Austin Hooper got last offseason, even though he has more injury concerns than Hooper had at that time. And Kenny Galladay. You know, that's just like a, it's like a damn it. I don't want to have to have that conversation. What are they doing? I don't know. I don't know. Poor what Jared Goff. Poor Jared. Poor dumb face Jared Goff. Ugh. Like, I mean, so, they just brought in Terrell Williams yeah. from Vegas. DeAndre Swift. I mean, they have they have a dynamic running back, and they're like, you know what? We're good. So let's just talk about this quickly. Yeah. Should they sign Kenny Galladay? It, it, it's going to be for the- not to because he's too expensive. Yeah. 
That's it, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, but you can look at it like, okay, so you bring in Kenny Galladay, and it's going, it's defying odds of how you build a team. It is. I mean, the offensive line, I know Steve Kahn is going to look at the offensive line and say, they were good enough last year. Let's see how far we can stretch it. And if they, what they do in free agency is going to determine what they do at 16. There's going to be an offensive lineman there at 16. So if they think, you know what, we're going to allocate our funds to Kenny Galladay, we're going to offer him a DeAndre Hopkins light deal, then you have two of the top eight, nine wide receivers in the NFL, like proven year in and year out, even though his numbers aren't daunting. He hasn't had monster numbers for his four years there in uh, in Detroit. He came on a little bit late. He's had two really good years. He's had injury marred last year. But if you put DeAndre Hopkins and and Kenny Galladay there with, with Kyler Murray, it's a win-win, in my opinion. One, it works Cliff's offense to, an, to another level because there's actually talent on outside on both sides of the field, or it doesn't, and then you fire Cliff, you bring in Brian Dable or Eric Bieniemy, and the roof blows off because you have this incredible amount of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin talent on the outside – maybe a better version of with Kyler Murray. Now, do I think they should do it? No. I, I think, I mean, this is this is a Joe Thune, eat your vegetables offseason for me. Or corner. You know, if they want to bring in a Ronald Darby, something like that, allocate the funds elsewhere and don't put all of your money into one basket. Wide receiver basket, that is. The, the only reason I would say aggressively pursue Galladay is because of Steve Kime's inability to scout the position. Because... You're not gonna. He hasn't had any success finding it in the draft. So if you're thinking, okay, you don't, you, you get Thuni or you get one of the top corners on the market, you know, William Jackson or Desmond King or whoever it may be, Shaq Griffin or you retain Patrick Peterson. Yeah, Desmond Trufant. I mean, there's there's a bunch of corners yeah. there. If if you shy away and you put all that money towards a Galladay, uh, you or no, you don't. If you don't if you don't go after a Galladay or one of the top receivers. Then you're looking at a deep group in the draft, but a guy who's basically, can I say one for four? I mean, Kirk has been good, but he he, he went away good. last year. He hasn't he been went, good. He, went, he, went, he hasn't been consistent. No. And then also you look at just the what kind of a diverse skill set you would have across your wide receiver core where you've got DeAndre Hopkins, who's just an expert route runner, you know he's a he's he's not the big physical type guy, but Galladay is six yeah. four. I mean, you saw firsthand last year when Galladay was he- healthy, he scored a touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals. He was a matchup nightmare. Yeah, great jump uh, ball guy, great fifty fifty guy. He, he was just ravaged by injury last year. I mean, he's he's a guy that can do a lot with a little. And when you're looking at a wide receiver two, and he's going to see, you know, uh, he's still going to see a bunch of targets, but he's gonna he's going to be able to maximize the targets he receives. And I, as far as the open market's concerned, I don't think there's, I don't know if you're, if you're looking at Allen Robinson and Kenny Galladay, who do you, who do you choose? I mean, they both have injury concerns. Uh, Allen Robinson's output in Chicago is mind blowing. His target share, his ability to catch the ball. It was, it's Michael Thomas, like from a couple years ago. I know the numbers aren't as staggering, but the dude's target share, his ability to take Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky and make himself a useful above average wide receiver is incredible. Kenny Galladay, like Allen Robinson is much more of a possession receiver even though he can go down the field. Kenny Galladay's not. You know, Kenny Galladay's not like he's he you can't use him as the Chris Godwin uh, of the Mike Evans and uh, and Chris Godwin. Like I would take but you don't need to, right? No. You don't need to cuz you got your possession guy in DeAndre Hopkins, right? Yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, it's 601. 
Like, it, who cares? If they sign one of them, this offense is going to get better. But I just don't think that the Cardinals deserve that option yet. Yeah, I think that they would probably be better served, as you said, to eat their vegetables and, you know, sure up the offensive line or go defensive and then, you know, take some swings in the draft. You know, take some swings. If you set yourself up to where you could take the best playmaker available at 16, you know, I think that you'll see that there are a bunch of them in the last couple drafts that at that spot, you can find an impact maker It's and, and not have to pay a premium price for it. And, you know, I when we're staring down Kyler Murray making a ton of money, you know, that, that'd be nice to kind of have in the fold when you go to negotiate. Say, hey, not only do we have DeAndre Hopkins locked up, we also have this guy we drafted a couple of years ago. He's he's a, he's emerged. I, I just think, the, you know, you would probably be better served if and, and with a guy like Thune is what the franchise tags have shown us Cam Robinson getting a franchise tag just proves that teams are doing everything within their power, that if they have starting caliber offensive linemen, they just don't let them out of their grasp. And that's what Joe Thune is. If you could bring him in, uh, you know, I think that that's, I think that that's a good move. What we had a tweet today, uh, Donnie yeah. schemes. He was asking us, would you rather have Joe Thune or would you rather have Corey Lindsay, the center from the green Bay Packers? Um, you know, that that's a tough question. I'll take either one of them. I probably I would guess Thune would probably command less on the open market than a guy like Lindsey. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Joe Thune, it, he's gonna he's gonna get paid. Joe Thune's get like yeah. uh, we had the projections earlier on. I think Pro Football Focus said they had Joe Thune coming to the Cardinals. I think it was four year fifty seven million dollars. Um and uh listen, the inherent little bonus for that is you can cut ties with Justin Pugh and save ten million dollars, so yeah. you have that extra little extra little boost. Like you know what, it's going to be expensive, but we have an extra ten million dollars here in, under the cap to to make it to soften the blow a little bit. A Corey Lindsay, sure. If you if you if you want to shore up the center position, whatever. Joe Dooney is a proven guy, and he's going to command a lot of money. So it just depends. You can't necessarily go cheap. I mean, Bo, you can do. Like, there's another course where you can sign Joe Thune, you can sign your boy Alex Mack to a one-year deal, and then you have a veteran front for the next – I mean, Alex Mack, depending on how long he would sign, you're set on the offensive line. And then all you do is draft corners and wide receivers and hope one hits. Yeah. It's the the good thing is, I mean, as far as Lindsey and uh, Thune are concerned, it's it's not the Justin Pugh move from a couple years ago. Right, Andre Smith, Justin Pugh. Right. I mean, Pugh was a guy that you knew when he played he was good, but he was he also had a bad injury history coming into Arizona, and he didn't really play his first year. He didn't make a big impact. He's been okay. I mean, but you, I think that you're getting more of an impact maker from either one of those guys. So, I mean, to answer your question, I mean, I think that as far as where the Cardinals are as personnel in the building right now, I would much see rather see an upgrade for Mason Cole at the center position than I would would at the guard position because I think in-house they've got a couple options and Justin Murray and Justin and Josh Jones and they've got a couple guys that they can play around with. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked on Cardinals. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Patrick Peterson's pissing me off again. I'll talk about it next. Locked on Cardinals. First, um, rockauto.com. I'm not going to self-deprecate myself this time. Just go to rockauto.com. It's easy. Okay, you don't have to go to a chain storefront. 
You don't have to go to those places and search like you're in a new grocery store in a different state where you don't know where anything is. You know, like your your hometown grocery your grocery store that's right around the corner, you could do it pretty much blindfolded. You can be in and out, especially during these pandemic times where you don't want to be in public any more than necessary. It's like going to a new grocery store when you go to a chain storefront. RockAuto.com has got everything you need, okay? Engine control modules, brake pads, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, whatever. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So, Patrick Peterson, I think he's feeling a little left out. I think he's feeling like the spotlight is starting to dim around him when in an Arizona Carnegie uniform. Signing J.J. Watt... Fresh new car, you know, you have your 1998 Honda Accord that's reliable. It's not performing as well as it once did, and that's a 20-year-old car. Let's move it up to 2011. It's a 2011 Honda Accord, and, you know, it's great. You can rely on it. It's been there for you for everything, but you just brought in a used 2018 Ford Mustang that's broken down once but is still ready to roll in J.J. Watt. And there's been a couple publications that have posted things about Patrick Peterson. I'll let Bo get to one of them in a moment of potential landing spots. He was quoted as saying, I know that I will be playing football for someone. If it's the Cardinals or someone else, I'm going to go with the flow kind of guy that's out of my control. I've done everything I can to show my worth and I can still play this game. I know I will be playing football for somebody. So that's my approach. Nothing is out of your control you child. <laughs> this is all in your control, Patrick. I want him to come back and retire in Arizona Cardinal. I think it'd be fantastic. Be a great storyline. He'll be ingrained with Larry Fitzgerald over this over the course of, you know, 10, 12, 13 years that, that he will have stayed with the Arizona Cardinals. But he's got the decision to make, and this is going to be the most fun. We've talked about this ad nauseum since J.J. Watt got, got signed. What do you want? You want to be a Cardinal? You want to go get paid? There's got to be a happy medium somewhere. He just needs to be able to see it as a happy medium and not a slight from the Arizona Cardinals organization because there is no Kobe Bryant two for $48.5 million. Thank you for staying with the Lakers right off into the sunset contract. There's no one for 11 every year for four years for Larry Fitzgerald for him. And it, I would assume it pisses him off, but it's just not going to be there. Do, am I reading completely too much into this? There's there's just some players out there, especially star players. You could one that really stands out to me is Alex Rodriguez, who can't. He wants to play the business game at an elite level, but he also wants to be beloved. And this is Patrick Peterson trying to pass the blame of why he's going to go, either a sign with the Kansas City Chiefs in title chase because that's like the Kevin Durant move. That seems like the easier move. Or and and because he feels slighted because yeah he's he's no longer as far as one of the top faces of the franchise as far as the Arizona Cardinals already, and then uh, or he's gonna go just chase one big more one final payday. Uh, I was looking at it uh, CBS Sports 
released, you know, potential landing spots in Washington, Arizona still on there, Cleveland, the Jets, ton of cap space between those two teams, Tampa reunite with Todd Bowles and uh, some former players and Bruce Arians and Denver and Dallas and San Francisco and Kansas City. And then his co-host on his podcast, uh, Brian McFadden, the former Arizona Cardinals corner as well. Um, he said bucks. He just he tweeted bucks at Buccaneers, tagged them. So, I mean, I the Bucks have a they don't have a ton of cap space. I think they've got like under thirty million dollars to spend, but they've got a bunch of decisions to make. You know, they're tagging Godwin. There's about fourteen to sixteen million dollars right there, and then you've got uh, Levante David that you want to bring back. They have like close over thirty free agents. I think they have like thirty two free agents. So how how do they make it work with Patrick Peterson? You know, I if if the money's even and he goes elsewhere, Cardinals fans should take that to, as a, a slap to the face. Why are you still Why are you still here? Things are getting good. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it's because you didn't want to put in. You wanted to go to an easier situation. You didn't want to go be part of something special. You wanted to already go join somewhere that was special. You know. I, I just don't – I don't know. I, th- I think a lot of people – that's why there's so much hate for Kevin Durant, or at least there was, you know, that he didn't want to put in the hard work. He just wanted to go join. He, and that's not taking away from the caliber of player he is. He just – he wanted to – it's already in place. Even though, like, what – I mean, what are the chances that – you know, I You're don't taking know. This I mean, personally. It's huh? You're taking this personally. No, I just I think that it's I I take I take it like hey why are you trying to pass pass the blame like it's out of your control mm-hmm. like you know you decide where you go you just you absolutely you you make the final decision do I want to go play with Tom Brady Bruce Arians and take the easy route to the Super Bowl or you know through the NFC or do I want to be part of something that I've said I've wanted to be a part of my entire career. Outside of one bad month in in 2018, I I just think it's I I I would feel deceived if I'm an Arizona Cardinals fan and he goes and title chases in either Kansas City or Tampa Bay. If he goes and he gets and it's a money grab and he goes and plays for Washington or he goes and plays for New York or Denver, then I I get it even it, it doesn't hurt, it it doesn't sting as much right for sure. No, no, no. That makes sense. I mean, two is on his side of the coin, though. He started playing football at the worst time, salary cap wise. So he got the forty plus million guaranteed, which at that time was sweet Jesus. That's a lot of money. It was like the day after Richard Sherman got his paid, got a couple extra million dollars, so it made him the highest paid corner in NFL history. And now it's like, as you met, it's silly. The money that's getting yeah. thrown around is insane. So I would one hundred percent understand. If he wants to go take that money, as you mentioned, where it's eons further than where the Cardinals could have ever gone. But don't you invention don't you envision players like Patrick Peterson? Because there's going to be a bunch of them. There's going to be a tier of players just like Patrick Peterson at this unique age. Like JJ Watt had like a really good opportunity before the market even opened up. So he was able to get paid early on. But guys like Patrick Peterson could potentially be in a position to where there's going to be teams that are going to be ha- only have the bi- ability with the, the cap this offseason to pay him the same amount of money, and he, the choice is his. So the ball is in his court. 
I mean, if the money was not even, if there was a team that could pay Patrick Peterson and compete and contend, then go do it. But if the money's even and the reports come out, like legit reports, not like the J.J. Watt reports, legit reports that the money was similar. And he says, nah, I want to move on and I want to go play for Tampa Bay instead. I want to go play for Kansas City instead. That's disrespectful to the organization. That's lying to the fans. $94.7 million in career earnings. Is that right? Yeah. How is that possible? Sweet you mother. Or you think that's high? No, I think that's high. I mean, high. he makes off his second contract. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, 94. Okay, well, he's made – I mean, listen, go make your money. I get it. Like, we're sitting in studio saying, no, you've made enough. Like, I, I, I understand how irrational that is. Well – I mean, it, it. It when when he talks at his locker, whether it's after practice or after games, about what what is important to him. To me, chasing down a final deal, it that I I feel like that was that in hindsight was disingenuous. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, of course, and naturally, yeah. I mean he. He went from trade me, I love everybody on the 16th at, at waste management to cheating. To I mean, like it hasn't been good. It hasn't been a good two and a half years in the Patrick Peterson business. I mean, it hasn't. And 2018, even if you give him a pass for that relegated football team down to Division One Double A of of what was put out there for a full year, give him a pass. 2019, you cheated, bro. You're 30 years old. You got yeah, popped for PEDs. Yeah, I mean that's to, not a good look. Father time, right? And if I mean, here's the thing. There's another one last thing, and and we're going to talk about this considerably more, obviously, throughout the offseason until something changes. If he came back... Okay, go ahead. If he comes back, if he he signs. Say say you sign him for one year, eight mil. Like, it's $8 million. You can wait. This is the proven... Like, you don't have to franchise tag him. Make it fully guaranteed. Be like, Patrick, we want you back for one more year. We're building something special here. We can't afford to give you 15 mil. Come back for eight. If it works, we'll Jermaine Gresham it, and we'll pay you too much money next year when the salary cap goes back up. Steve Kime did that. He took he paid Jermaine Gresham nothing, then he gave him $25 million. It was one of the worst contracts ever, but he kept his word. He said, listen, you got to work with us this year. We'll work with you next year. I would take that in a heartbeat, it, and if he performs, but, pay him. Yeah, but the coverage not as bare as it was. When you're making those deals, and and we saw what how that impacted the roster going forward, I just think you don't you don't even have to do that. I think that at this point, if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you, you have a mon- number in mind for Patrick Peterson. He wants to sign with it. If he wants to, you know, actually back up his words to this fan base, what he said over the last couple of years, that's on him. Ball is in absolutely in his court. It couldn't be any more in his court. So I would say that the, no, I mean, you don't even have to give him that sweet deal, you know, under the table because there are players of Patrick Peterson at this point in his career, his caliber that are available, that you don't have to do some sort of back channel deal to, to pay him off in the future. And I I just, I'm not in that. Now, if, if he gets one of those voidable, you know, voidable years, and where, you can you, do that. Yeah, you kick it down. You kick it down the road for the dead cap. Yeah, I mean, what? One Nick, last question, quickly, before we get out of here. 
what order do you go in with free agents? Like normally it's you re-sign your guys and you go do other things. What if you go out and splash in the off season and you're like, Hey Pat, you want to take less now? Like, do you, do you, do you circumvent it? Do you, do you not circumvent? Do you flip it to be like, listen, look at what we did. Is that extra four or $5 million this year that worth that much to you to where you could potentially miss out on this? Or do you just say, you know what, this is the number, if not, see you later, and we'll go move the funds elsewhere? Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you can go make a splash, if you can infuse this roster with talent, you just do it anyway because you are in just such a – in that spot as far as the sweet spot as far as having a quarterback on a rookie deal, and you can make it work. And, the, yeah, you, I don't think – you know, you don't wait around. It, he's not – he's not the – and it's not a crushing, like – blow to Patrick Peters. Mm-hmm. It might be directly him, but he'll never hear this. <laughs> that he's just not that caliber of player. He's not. Not he, anymore. He's just not anymore. He if, was. If you say, this is what we have. This is where we're going. This is where we want to go. Are you? Do you want to be a part of it? It's Jerry Maguire with the Goldfish. Who's coming with me? Flipper. Flipper's <laughs> coming with you. Uh, Alex Clancy-Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow.